Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a moto-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it. AJ, how we doing today, man? Doing good, my man. Doing good. Just, you know, game day. We had team breakfast this morning. It's been wide open, wide open since about 5 a.m. this morning. It never stopped. So who are you guys playing today? Northside Methodist, man. The the Knights. Right on, we, man. Uh, you know, big region matchup, man. We uh dropped one last week at Strawn, you know, our first loss of the year. Um, but you know, they're a good ball club, man. They had a good game plan and they executed. And, you know, it's always a tough place to go play over there. Um, you know, and they really are well coached. And like I said, man, it was the first loss and only loss of the year so far. So you know, we just got to bounce back and we get a home game against a quality opponent, um, you know, tonight in Northside. And uh, we'll line it up and see what we got, man. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, you know, I always say, man, like if, you know, of course, sports is a little different. You don't want any losses, of course. But, you know, if if we're not failing at somewhere, at some at something, man, then then what are we doing? Are we are we are we really trying? And And, you know, I think. Um, it's kind of a a segue into what I wanted to talk about today, man. I wanted to talk about this idea of on purpose, like, like living life on purpose, being intentional with our lives. And I want to tell you kind of where this was birthed out of. So I was in our small group. We, we lead me and my wife, we lead a, um, a young adult small group at our church, man. And, and, and we, I asked the question, if you could do anything in this life and not fail, what would it be? And AJ, when I tell you there wasn't, I mean, nobody said anything. I'm talking like nothing. It was complete goose egg. And you, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, guys, anybody. Like if you could do anything and not fail, what would it be? And it was it wasn't one of those like you're given space for for gears to turn. You know, sometimes silence in a conversation is good. It's a tough question. People are thinking it's just like 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 people are froze like they didn't have any visions, goals or dreams. Now, I know that's not true. Right. I know that God has impressed some goals and dreams in their hearts. And for whatever reason, they wouldn't say it. Okay. And I want to talk to some people, right, that have goals, dreams, and visions for their lives. And I want to talk about this idea of living life on purpose to get where we want to go. And I want to ask the question, AJ, like, 
Why do you think that people are so afraid to admit what they really want to do, man? I think it's more, you know, they're concerned with public opinion um, or their peers' opinion about, you know, uh, oh, you should do this um, because that's what they think you should always be doing. You know how it is, man. You always kind of question and look that funny when you think outside the box. Um, one of the biggest sayings that I just have disdain for is, you know, that's the way it's always been. So that's how it's going to be. And, you know, that I really take that personal when people think that way, because I'm like, well, if that's how it was supposed to be, my sister wasn't supposed to be walking. Um, mm -hmm. If that's how it's supposed to be, my mom wouldn't have the ability to sit there and start her own lawn care and um, maid service that she takes my special needs sister to every job with her. If that's how it's supposed to be, man, uh, it's really just their insecurities and limitations uh on themselves that they portray on you man I, I i stay in that crossroads a lot um as a coach um yes i coaching is a passion but i'm like you know uh, there's a lot deeper in game for me than just being a high school coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I used to shy away from it, man, um, because I just wasn't around enough like-minded people um, that thought bigger than it is what it is. That's how it's always been, you know, just shut up. You got your retirement, you're making an impact. You got a paycheck, uh, that steady paycheck comes in, you know, once a month, I'm like, bruh, you got think bigger than that, man. Like we get paid 12 times a year for a job where we put in hundreds of hours, like 12 checks a year is what we get um, in the education game, man. And it's like, you're always going to be, and that's cool if that's your lane, but don't be afraid to step off in the fast lane and think bigger. Um, and I'm like, you know, yeah, I coach sports, but I also like coaching people. Um, and how do you do that? You try to get into the motivational speaking thing, when, especially when you got a relatable story um, and some inspiration behind your why. Um, you know, and people kind of look at you crazy like, oh, man, you just, you know, trying to trying to do too much. I'm like, man, the problem is you're behind ain't doing enough. You know, and that's it, man. That's it. And I don't want to make this, you know, um, solely, you know, about about, you know, about just just grandiose dreams right like there there like there are some people that i absolutely believe right that that are called to lead their families you know um have have a great career and and all of that and and man that's that's great but here's my thing if if we don't acknowledge the elephant in the room of what God created us to do, man, we'll never reach our purpose. But here's the thing. We'll never reach fulfillment, AJ. We'll always feel like there's a void or a hole or something missing in and through our lives, man. And I remember being a youth pastor for seven years. Uh, I remember my own church turning on me, AJ, when I started speaking outside of the four walls. Oh my gosh, I wrote a book, bro. Oh my gosh, I wrote a book. And I remember being pulled into meetings, right? Of of this thing just, you, you know, oh my gosh, it's, it's all about you. But what I couldn't get people to understand was, no, 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 no. This is so much bigger than me. This is so much bigger than me. The pain that I have endured in my life, the story that I have endured in my life, the things that I've had to go through, the things that I've had to stand in the middle of, 
the people that I've had turned on me, now the body of Christ, the ones that are, you, you know what I mean? Now it's become something that it never should have been, but I had to stand firm. I had to stand strong. And I was watching a movie last night, man, and it was a crazy movie, but it was Ernest Scared Stupid. All right. <laughs> and so so we're watching and I've got my kid in here and, and we're watching Ernest Scared Stupid. She had never seen, you know, all the Ernest movies. And so we're going through several of them. Ernest, you know, saves Christmas and goes to Africa and all these different movies. And we're watching and there's this crazy lady on there. And I remember uh, she was talking to this kid and she told this kid, uh, the kid was like, no, I've been told to stay home. I can't go help Ernest. She said, sometimes, son, you got to do what's right, no matter what. And it's this crazy part in the movie, but it stuck with me. And I was in, in that moment, I was like, yes, we got to talk about doing life on purpose. Sometimes you have to do what's right right? No matter what, no matter what people think. And people thought I was crazy and people thought it wasn't going to work. And people thought it was just, you know, making you about you until I stood on a stage in front of 3000 people, right? Uh, talking leadership at a national beta convention. Guess what? Then people didn't think it was crazy anymore. Guess what, AJ? Some of the same pastors that have been around the Wiregrass area are now, years after all of that transpired, are now reaching out and they're telling me they've got bigger dreams and goals and visions and they don't know how to tell their church and they don't know how to start stepping into that without this fear of looking like they're promoting themselves. And so I want to tell somebody this. Your dreams and desires that have been placed in your heart have a time limit. They have a time frame. It's like if we don't act on it now, guys, I'm telling you, we are missing out on fulfillment in and through our lives. Absolutely, man. Sorry about that. I had somebody come knock on the door. You know how it is at school. Um, yeah, man. And if you sit there and like you said man people don't get the you know it's like uh uh jamal was talking about you know study the film study the tape um and apply it to life man and look at people who are dreaming and thinking like you you and you know staying in staying you know dreaming bigger you know don't quit your nine to five job man it's like you were saying like you know there's people that sit there and have normal jobs and, you know, take care of their family. And that's okay, man. You, like you said, you ain't got to have these grand, crazy dreams. But if you have that kind of drive and you have that kind of purpose and you have that desire, don't take it to the grave with you. Um, And, you know, going along with what you're saying, man, we're all equipped with special gifts. And, you know, I think for guys that think like us and move like us, man, our biggest fear is taking our gifts to the graves and not sharing it with the world, man, especially a world that needs it, that you can be so impactful and make a difference. Don't take your gifts to the grave with you. Um, you need to, you know, uh, get a plan together and execute. And sometimes you got to go against the grain. Not everybody is going to agree with every great idea. You know, it's probably like, you know, for you, when you were talking about when you were in ministry, you know, and wanting to step out and, you know, speak publicly, people kind of 
thought, oh, well, you need to be where your feet are. You need to, you know, this is your church. This is where, you, well, that's okay. What's wrong with expanding, you know, who I am and the ministry and spreading, you know, my, my gift and purpose with everybody else. You know, you can't be, you can't be selfish with my talents, man. Um, And that's, that's one thing, you know, that I think a lot of people struggle with, uh, you know, I know personally on my end, it's like, yeah, I coach these kids here, but I also do training with people from other school. And some people kind of, you know, sit there and, you know, think some kind of way like, well, you need to be, I was like, no, I take care of mine first, but there's kids that need this instruction that have these dreams to want to sign a college scholarship like myself was able to do. I feel it's my job to equip them and lead them to help them accomplish their goals. It's called giving back and paying it forward, which I don't think we do enough of, man, because you get caught up in this lane of worrying about everybody else's opinion of your dreams and goals. It's your dreams and goals for a reason. It's not theirs. You just got to understand you got to step out on your own and execute, man. You know, and that's and that's it. It's it's more of a uh, it, it wasn't a whole congregation that that turned on me it was a select few that was under a certain leadership and it's like it's like you know people people will support you the person is jealous right people you you know will will rally behind a mission and all of that but if you if you break it down to an individual level, you know, a, a person gets jealous and prideful and envious and, and all of those different things. And when you when you get to the um, uh, grand thing, grand scheme of things is like you have to step into what you've been called to do or else you'll never be fulfilled in life. And here's the thing I wanted to talk about you know, listening to our language. And I got this from a book that I'm reading, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And so one of the things they talk about is the language that we use on a daily basis. And in order to live life on purpose, we have to have a proactive language. Now, there's a there's a reactive language and there's a proactive language. And I wanted to go through some of these, AJ, that we have the tendency to use. And I want to ask the listener, which one of these types of language do you use on the regular, right? And so reactive language, right? Living life, um, you, you know, in a way that basically you let other people determine your decisions. Basically, the way you live life is determined by what other people think about you. A reactive language says you use this type of language frequently. There's nothing I can do. That's just the way I am. He makes me so mad. They won't allow that. I have to do that. I can't. I must because they say so. If only, right? That's a reactive. That's a reactive mentality. Now, a proactive, and I consider this leadership, right? A proactive language says, let's look at our alternatives. I can choose a different approach. I control my own feelings. I can create effective presentation, right? I can choose an appropriate response. I choose, I prefer, I will. All of the these two different types of ways of looking at things, I think we can all get in the habit, right, of being on either side of the fence. 
But we have to start recognizing the language that we're using in that particular situation that we want different results. Yes, man. And, you know, self-talk is is so important, man. And the language that you use, it definitely affects your mindset. Um, I definitely need to, I've heard of that book, man. I need to dive into it myself. Um, I heard it's one of the best leadership books out there and uh, self-development books um, ever written. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, neglect just the simple things of like how you talk to yourself and the reactive language leads to reactive actions, if that makes sense. Um, what you speak and what you think is how you're going to act. So if you're looking for excuses, you're going to keep making excuses. Um, if you're wanting to make solutions, you're going to find the solutions. And a lot of that starts with, you know, like you said, uh, ET always says it too. I can, I will, I must. Um, not that I can't, uh, not that it's too hard, you know, not all these excuse making scenarios. I can, I will, I must means I'm going to find a solution to the problem um, or I'm going to find a way to get to get on my, you know, figure out my purpose and stay on the path that most exemplifies that um, and, you know, do my thing. Um, and that's, you know, something, man, a lot of folks, especially in the social media world with all this drama, man. I heard him say something one day. Uh, it was one of his videos he posted this week. One of uh, ET's reels. He was talking about, you know, you you talk about you want you want wealth or you want to be rich, but you got a favorite TV show. It's like, man, you know, something as simple as like your the way you spend your free time, man. You're either you know growing or you know remaining the same, man. And life's gonna catch up with you. It's like you know a lot of people. Oh, I like to watch this show. You know, and then, you know, it's like that's 30 minutes, bro. You could have got better at something. You could have spent that 30 minutes praying for what it is you want uh, heavy in the word, man. Now, you know, that's half an hour. That's a lot of time you can connect with the with with God um, or, or whatever it may be studying. And it's like, you know, we live in a society, man, that's so fast paced. And, you know, you look around and we all want this kind of purpose filled life, man. But a lot of the times, bro, a lot of folks ain't willing to do the deep work, the silent work um, that it takes. And, he, and it's even like the vocabulary, like you said, just the little sayings, the sentences, um, how you're looking at your situation, man, instead of, you know, playing victim, you got to figure out how to turn it into becoming the victor. You know, and I, I agree. And sometimes, man, we think it's much harder than it is, man. We Absolutely. think we, you know, and I, I just want to say it's all it all starts with language. And part of that language, AJ, is letting it out, telling someone not everybody needs to know everything. And, you, you know, but somebody, somebody should know everything, um, you, you know, back to back to my incidents that 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 I had whenever I started to when I started to really step into what I felt I was being called to do, um, you, you know, certain people were like, hey, man, why didn't you say that you were writing a book like this seemed like it just you know came out of out of nowhere you 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 hid this and all of this and it's like no bro it's like we don't have a culture of celebration dog you would the the easiest way to kill a king is when he's a child that's the easiest that's we see that modeled in the bible we see that model when they were coming after Jesus when they were coming after Moses right the easiest way to kill a king man is in his infancy and it's like you don't you don't have to right tell everybody everything but you got to tell somebody something and it boils down to accountability man being being able to voice 
what you feel, being able to voice what you hope for, being able to say things and step out on a limb. And it does something on the inside that helps to right, maximize your sphere of influence. I wanted to talk one more um, kind of leadership talk is, is like, you know, you have a sphere of influence. Okay. And then on the outside of that, you have a sphere of concern. Okay. And here's what we do. Our sphere of concern that surrounds our sphere of influence is oftentimes things that are out of our control. I'm concerned, right, about what's going on in the Middle East, man. I'm concerned about that, bro. I'm looking at scripture. I'm looking at the Bible and I'm watching prophecy being fulfilled. I'm watching a, this is important, okay? Now, our sphere of concern is full of many different things. Outside of that, you know, it could be the way somebody's responding to a message. It's it's all of these different things that are outside of our control. Okay. Now, our sphere of influence, AJ, is everything inside that circle. Those boys on the football field, they're inside your sphere of influence. You can positively move the needle in their lives. Uh, the way you handle your job in the classrooms, the way you do different things that you do for me, my family, the different people that I come in contact with at church, my small group, those young adult leaders, all of that, that's inside my sphere of influence. Now, we can live a reactive lifestyle, which causes all of that sphere of concern, those things I can do nothing about. I can allow that to have pressure on my sphere of influence, but all that does is minimize the areas of, of effectiveness. Or I can, I can have that sphere of influence and I can lead that with the best of my ability. I can live life on purpose, right? I can wake up with a mission and I can step into all the stuff that God has predestined me to do. And I can lead well from the home front and I can let that apply pressure on all of those other concerns and greater influence the areas that I can't do anything about. Does that make sense? Absolutely, man. You got to control what you can control, man. And like you said, in, in your inner circle, you can control who you let in. You can control where your energy goes. You can control how they affect, you know, your day-to-day -day life. It, it's the outward noise, man, that I think a lot of folks um, get caught up in, man. And they they let that outer circle mess up the inner circle, if that makes sense. No, yeah, me. absolutely. Um, you know, you, you're worried about a, the opinions and, you know, the, the, the sayings and the perception of the thousands, the millions of people on the outside of the circle that are just all in this chaotic circle of life together. And you lose focus on the people on the inner circle, the things that matter. And most importantly, man, you. Um, a lot of people get caught up in that outside noise and they lose sight of themselves. And then they wonder why, you know why they feel this way and it's like bro because you got caught up on the outside noise you lost sight of who you are and what you want now your inner circle don't look the same because you pushed everybody that was there away 
And now you you don't have nobody. Everybody's a stranger. Everybody or they either want something from you. They don't really care about you. So you ain't got no, nothing, nobody to voice it out to, to, you know, share your dreams and goals with, uh, you know, what's bothering you because you don't know who to trust and you wonder why your life's chaotic, bro. Your friendship circles, your your lifestyle circles chaotic. Your personal life is going to be hell. Um, and, you know, and a lot of folks need to clean up that inner circle um, and focus more on that inner circle and get people around in their inner circle who, you know, give them guidance, give them constructive criticism, and most importantly, are honest with them, man, um, and, you know, cancel out all that outside noise because you'll get caught up on that chaotic roller coaster life that the thousands, the millions of people uh, get caught up living, man. You know, and when I, when I hear about um, people, you, you know, who have um, fallen in a deficit in life. You, you know, there are things that are outside of your control. You can't do anything about case in point. Uh, um, you, you know, over a little over seven, almost eight years ago, uh, I lost my job. Uh, so 10 and a half years in the oil field, um, the oil field tanked 200,000 jobs, 200,000 plus jobs were lost. Mine was one of them. Um, and, you, you know, so many people lost their livelihood. They lost everything that they knew that was stability to them, right? And there were some people who put a gun to their heads, right? Because they lost their house, they lost their cars, they lost their 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 every their wives left them. Um, and all I mean, it was just disaster, right? And some people actually um you, you know learned from that and grew from that and actually got to bring home something from the oil field from years of experience because they didn't waste it on all the four-wheelers and ATVs and, and all of that. And so um it's just a difference in perspective. It's a difference of lifestyle. Now, you got people, uh, let's let's not go to that extreme where we're talking about a loss of job. But what about what about divorce being on the rise? Who's going to talk about that? And I talk to people, young families and young adults all the time, man, that's like, you know, I just don't love them anymore. Or or we just don't we just don't love each other anymore. And I'm like, well, bruh, go love them. And it's like, it's like, wait, what? Like, no, I don't, I don't have that feeling, Dustin. I don't love them anymore. Then go love them. Okay. We're listen to me. Love is an action verb. It's a fruit of the spirit, right? The Holy Spirit gives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, forbearance, self-control, all, all the fruit of the spirit. These are actions that are played out in our life that are on display for the world to see, man. This is like, if you don't love your spouse, then go love them. What does that look like? Service. Love serves. Okay. Love is mentioned many times throughout the Bible. Loving is going to your neighbor that you know, right, is on a destructive path or doing a hard thing. And it's talking with them and celebrating with them life, the very breath that's in their lungs. Loving in your home serves your spouse in some kind of way. If you don't, we, we got this, we're so feelings oriented that that's why we live our lives reactive rather than proactive. A proactive person understands that love, joy, peace, that this comes from a way that we live this life out rather than how life treats us. 
Absolutely, man. You know, that's something that I think uh, I know for a fact, man, playing sports uh, has really uh, talking to my buddies who played, you know, sports our whole lives, uh, you know, being in the team arena and then playing, you know, all through college and some on through pro ball. um, You know, it really taught us that you can't get emotional um because like especially as a pitcher I was watching last night the Braves game and you know it was getting a little intense there uh I think there was some emotion some frustration getting involved in the ball game and you know he just rears back and tries to chunk you know a fastball well it was 100 miles an hour but it was up and over the plate and the dude hit it out of the ballpark and it was an emotional decision and so we've been trained at an early age man that we can't get emotional um, and I think that that's something that not just to harp on the sports thing as a coach, but, you know, we develop that discipline. And, yes, we we still struggle with, with it as former athletes time to time. Um, but we, you know, we kind of are able to compartmentalize and think different and understand you can't let your emotions get the best of you. Um, everybody's got emotions. They're going to rise. They're going to fall. You're going to have great days. You're going to have bad days. But you got to look at the the bigger picture, the end game, where you're at now ain't where you're always going to be. Um, however, you're feeling on Monday by Wednesday, heck, by Tuesday, you probably won't even feel the same. So if you're down on Monday, you got to understand there's positivity and opportunity coming because Lord willing, tomorrow is going to come and it could be a, a, the greatest day of your life after having the worst day of your life. I mean, you just never know. Um, but so many people, man, they get reactive and they react off emotions because they don't understand Um you know, in playing sports, man, you fail a lot, especially baseball. You fail 70% of the time you're considered successful. Um, so it's like, bro, you can go out there and go 0 for 4 opening day and, you know, cancel the rest of the, you know, 80, 90, 162 game season. Um, but what if you, you went 0 for 4 opening day and, you know, went 2 for 3 the rest of the year or 1 for 3 the rest of the year? Guess what? You're probably going to be have one of the highest bat averages of all time. Um, and you still can afford a few more 0 for 4 days at the plate or you go out there as a pitcher and give up eight runs in the inning and you're like man what in the heck is going on and then you go out there two days later and you know get a save opportunity with the bases loaded in the eighth inning and you strike out the side and strike out the side in the bottom of the ninth nobody remembers the eight run in and they remember the moment you're a hero um and so it's one of them things man it's like you always you you got to be bigger than your emotions man and you got to be able to control that or you're always going to re- live a reactive lifestyle. You know, and I want to give I want to give people, you, you know. A tangible path forward, right? Like, like, how do I know if I'm living life on purpose? In other words, how am I living life um, on on mission? Right. How do I live a life of direction and vision and all of that? And I and I said it a few minutes ago and i hope that the people catch it it is a a fruitful you are living a fruitful lifestyle and you tell me but dustin you don't know where i'm from you don't know the generational sin going on in my life you don't know the things that i'm stacked up against bro you have no idea what he did to me you don't know what she did to me and i want to say i understand that i realize that i don't know that but i know who god is right? I know what he did for me in my life. I know what a life of drug addiction looks like. I know where it'll take you. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it play out in the lives of those I love that I've, that I've buried 
right? And I've seen it play out in my own life, right? I know what hardship looks like. I know what a hard stance looks like. And I want to tell somebody, like, you got to understand something. A.W. Tozier said it much more eloquently, but he talked about standing out in front of this river one time. He said, he said, imagine standing in front of this mighty rushing river. Okay. He says, you're standing on the riverbank. You're standing in front of this mighty rushing river that's flowing and it's powerful. He said, you could look up river, see what God's trying to do in your life. You could look down river. You could see what God's done in your life. He said, but don't get it confused. The river that you're standing right in front of that's mighty and rushing and powerful and, and, and tough and all of that, it's no more or less powerful than it ever was or ever has been. And so I want to say that situation that you're facing right now and all you can see and you're blinded and you're confused and you don't know a path forward. I want to tell you the same God that pulled you out of those things, because we have, we've talked about this, AJ, we have a hundred percent survival rate on our worst days, right? So, Amen. so with that, man, the, the same God that pulled us out of all of that and the same God that's going to lead you to doing bigger and better things because where you've come from to where you are now is a small token to where he's trying to take you. So rock with me just a minute. How do I know I'm living a life on mission? Your life has to look like something. It has to look like something. There has to be some things on display for the world to see. And I said it a second ago, the fruit of the spirit. I pray that somebody stops this joker when we're done with this podcast, that they go and they study the fruit of the spirit. And does that look like something on display for my life? Now, the Bible says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, if we don't know what that looks like, if we don't know what any of those words mean, let's go dig in, right? Let's go study. That's where studying and learning and growing. Right now, I'm reading a book, okay? I'm also reading the Word of God every day. Um, You know, do I miss a day? Of course, man. You know, I'm only human. Life's going to happen. But I want people to understand the only way to get a good grasp of God's word is to grasp God's word, is to get into it, is to study it, is to look at it. And if our life doesn't produce love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, then we're not living a life on purpose. That's it, man. And everything you just listed right there, that that is the key to life, man. You know, and and with all the bad going on, um, you know, obviously the news has been doom and gloom. Um, and, you know, it, it can be overwhelming. It can be scary for a lot of folks um, when you get caught up on it and you scroll on social media and, you know, you don't have you know, what, what Bobby down the street has, or you don't have the relationship that so-and-so, whatever it may be, man, the, the key to me, bro. And I'm so blessed to have this staple with me every day. And, you know, I, every day I get up, man, I think about my sister, dude. And I think about the joy that she lives life with not really having the ability to move how she wants um, and, and think how we think and just the freedoms that we take for granted just by being healthy human beings, holy, um, 
you know, man, the joyous spirit and smile and contagious energy energy she has. Um, that that's what the motor go energy is all about, man. And just trying to continue to stay joyous, man, because it's so easy to get in the tank, it's so easy to get dark, it's so easy to get down. And uh, I think we're all tired of feeling that way, man. And you know, my model for me every day, man, as I think about my sister and the joy that she lives life with because i think at the end of the day that's how god wants us to be um just thankful and be present in the moment be thankful for what we have who we have around us and where he's placed us um yes strive for excellence man but don't get so caught up on that level of life that you forget the simple things that he's already blessed you with man because there's a lot of complaining and nagging and it's like you know man be thankful you can take the stairs. Be thankful you can get up and go to jobs. Be thankful you can get up and communicate with your friends and family and spouses and whoever um, freely, man. And just keep that simple joy and keep that, you know, motor go energy alive, man. You know, how do we have joy in the middle of the hardest moments of our lives? And you said it, you said it earlier, AJ, we got we got to get out of our feelings right? We got to understand that joy is not just happiness. It's not just marital bliss, right? Joy is an understanding. Joy joy is a hope for a brighter future. Joy is, is knowing, right, that, that while the pain and hurt and, and, and fear is here to the night, joy comes in the morning. It's that small ray of hope off in the distance that God is who he says he is. That we are who we say that he says we are. We are more than conquerors, right? Through him who loved us, man. And, and so knowing that and trusting God with all that we are, I can have a joy as I stand in the midst of tragedy, right? That God is good. That no matter that health diagnosis, no matter, no matter how grim or how you you know scary the situation feels right that i can step out of my feelings and i can have joy and peace of a brighter day of healing of direction of vision in the midst of the chaos man and so i just want to kind of bring it to a close that whoever's listening to this can live a life on purpose by simply a renewing of the mind. Now, if you haven't caught it, there's been all kind of tips and tricks that have been given throughout this podcast, man, from, from language, right? The language that we use all the way to the circle of influence, the things that, you know, um, that are on our thoughts and minds that we have no control over, getting out of our feelings, being being driven, right, from a, a proactive standpoint rather than reactive, you know, going to the word of God, all of that, that, that gives us that solid footing, that solid foundation, all the way to studying the fruit of spirit that should be on display in our lives. Guys, this stuff is powerful. This is how we walk in a path to purpose life. That's it, man. And, you know, the, the knowledge that, you know, is, you you have shared today on this podcast man you know that the biggest thing i take from it bro is you know the the language um 
and renewing your mind, man. You renew your mind, you renew your spirit. And in order to do that, man, I've, you know, I've learned to personally, man, you got to put things down. You got to walk away from, you got to step away from, you know, the phone, the internet, the busyness of life, man, and really just spend some time alone with yourself and God and, you know, really recenter yourself, man, and get that juice back. You know, everybody I talk to, man, says they're running around on an empty tank. Life's just heavy. Life's just heavy. And I'm like, you know, that's the worldly view of it. But, you know, life, we wouldn't put on this planet to just suffer and die. Um, you know, God thinks way more of us uh, than what a lot of people think, man. But you just got to get away from the toxicity of what's going on modernly in the world, man, and get back to the simple ways of living, man, and get in the spirit and renew your mind. And the only way to do that is spend some time alone with God away from the distractions of the outside circle and get that inner circle back right and tight, my man. And always keep that let's go energy. That's it. Keep the motor go energy all the way turned up, baby. Come on.